Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So yeah. I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Snack Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within their communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's ko com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley. And today we are here with a special guest. If you're looking at the screen, this lady knows no, uh, this lady needs no introduction. You might see her dancing on IG or running down the streets, burning up the tarmac. She is on a quest to become, you're still on a quest to become uh, to make the U.S. Tri- Olympic trials team, correct? Yeah, I do want to qualify for the trials, but it's going to have to wait to 2024. Yeah, to COVID. Yeah. I missed um, 2020 by 19 seconds. 19 seconds. She is a beast on the track. Ranking now, is it seventh or eighth? Uh, I'm ranked fifth right fifth. now. Until they update the list, yeah, I'm fifth. Fifth, that's right. Woo! Give it up for Shawana! Bye. How are you doing today, lady? 
I'm, I'm doing okay. Just getting adjusted back to being in the South because I was in Arizona for a whole week. So, you know, just getting used flat to it. Flat staff? Yeah, flat staff. So what was it like? Oh, it was, it was nice. I mean, it's like a runner's paradise. Like there's trails, there's track. Um, right now we're in Corona season, so it's kind of really hard to get out to meet people, but you see people running everywhere. So it's perfect. Like you can literally leave your house and get on a trail. Mm. So you have been running for quite some time now. So for those who don't know, and you should know by now, tell us a little bit about yourself, Shawana. Stuff that you haven't told other people. <laughs> let, me, let me think. Um, well, I don't Cause, know. Because we know you dance. We know we, yeah. we know you dance. I didn't know you were a dancer. I, I tuned in one day and I'm like, she's 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 dancing, yo. Mm-hmm. She's enjoying herself. It's almost she reminds me of Elaine from Seinfeld dancing. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call myself a dancer, but I mean I enjoy dancing. I mean, it's fun. It's something that I did when I was growing up as a child. Like my friend. Um, her dad used to work on cars after hours, and so we used to entertain his customers by dancing. So mm-hmm. my love come from. But I mean, my Friday dances now that are on IG, they're just simply for me to just do something that's outside of my comfort zone and also to bring joy to others because I know my dance routines aren't the best, but they bring joy and excitement to people. That's what's up. That's what it's about is um, being able to, you know, bring some joy and excitement. People look forward to tuning in to see what she is going to do next. It is Friday. So I'm like, okay, I can't dance. So I'm just, you know, I think I got a, I got a half a step. I don't even have, I don't even have a two step. We just call it a half a step. (laughs) So what led you on this road to running? Well, as a child, I was always pretty active and I used to always go outside and play. And in elementary school, I used to always win field day in the in the running events only. Mm-hmm. And in middle school, um, I actually was performing so well that the middle school coach, he asked me to run track in middle school. But I told him no, because I was under the impression that my grandma, my grandmother was like, you just focus on going to school and mm-hmm. getting grades, no sports. So later on, when I was in high school, I was in 10th grade to be exact. Um, the high school coach, he saw me in the office and then he asked me if I would like to run. And I said, um, you're going to have to ask my grandmother. And so asked my grandmother. My grandmother said yes. And the rest has been history. Like I just been running since. I mean, I did take a four-year break somewhere in there at the college because mm-hmm. I was tired of running. And then once I started to coach um, at the at my K-8 school that was in Georgia, 
it like sparked the interest back into me because, you know, seeing those little kids work so hard, I was like, man, let me see if I can work hard and see how good I can become. So, yeah. So now, was there a just yes, go for it, or was there a stipulation in there? Huh. Was there a yes, automatically go for it, or did your grandmother give you the okay with some guidelines? Oh, yeah, there, there was some guidelines and stipulations in there. Um, she basically told the coach if he wanted me to run, he would have to bring me home because she didn't want me riding the bus that late. Mm-hmm. I don't blame her. So you grew up in Georgia, now residing in, in Columbia, South Carolina, and, then, and you're a PE teacher. So how cool yes. is that? What led you down yeah. that path? Well, um, to be honest, this wasn't my first choice for a career. I always dreamed of owning my own running store. However, when I was in college, I had a hard time passing the county. They required you to make a B, and I kept getting that C over and over and over. And I was like, my grandparents, it was like, how long are you going to stay in college? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then so I started thinking of another job that I would enjoy going to every single day. And so I was like, physical education, because during that time and still in this time, kids aren't really at kids aren't really going outside and playing. Like when I grew up, you would see the whole neighborhood streets full of kids outside playing. Like if I go outside my door right now, I don't see any kids outside playing. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to play into the street lights. Yeah, so the streetlights come on in, it's like, you better be home or doom, doom. it's going to be a yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, major. Mm-mm. So you go on to, to uh, come, you know, phys ed teacher, and then you, you, you get this running bug, and, and you continue just racing and really get your drive and determination from it. Um. I think it's just something that's naturally what's inside me that like if I get my mind set on something like a goal like with running like I honestly enjoy just being outside and just running because with running you can explore but now my competitive side it becomes because I honestly just like competing against people to see how good I stack up against different runners. Like, I don't care if they're faster than me because, as you know, in a race, anything can happen on any given day. So I enjoy I stay motivated by just competition, exploring, and being able to meet new people. Mm-hmm. And so you, do you do most of your runs, you, you do most of your training solo, or do you have, like, a, a group of, of people that you train with? Um, no, I currently do most of my runs solo. I do join up with some of the local groups in town from time to time. It depends on if it fits with my schedule. Mm-hmm. They probably couldn't keep up with you, so it's like, I, we'll meet and, and I'll see you all when, um, when I'm done or y'all <laughs> see me when you're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many years have you been running now? Oh, that is... 
That's a good. That's a good question. I would say maybe I would say about hmm, probably about fifteen years now. Fifteen. And so you know, I knew that you had bumped up in the in the rankings, and so that is that's major. But we just kind of like went over it like a speed bump to be ranked that high. Is it's like. What, how do you how do you perform at that level, and you and you're continuing to to climb, you know? So how do you how do you continue to perform at the level that you do perform at, and still dance? <laughs> I, I think just my just my passion of just trying to see how good I can become, you know, it keeps motivating me to get out the door and doing all the things that's required to become a better runner, such as not just doing the workouts, you know, the little things, making sure I stretch, making sure I stay at the gym, do my core work. I mean, honestly, I just, another thing I just enjoy because a lot of people like to believe that once you get older, that you get slower as a runner and I just want to prove that if you still have a love and a desire to work hard that you still can run some PRs mm-hmm. so now when you say work hard what is your what is your what would like a day look like in the life of Shawana White well right now those days are kind of looking pretty much the same because of COVID um so it depends on the I guess the season or the part of the year. So from, so we'll say from August to to June, a typical day would be me waking up, running some miles before. What what time are you getting up? I'm getting up around 4.40 to be out the door by 5 to get some medicine, then come back, shower, go to work. And then after work, if I'm doubling that day, I'll get my second run in. And, and typically, if I'm lifting weights on that day, I would do that in the morning before I go to work. So I would run to the gym, then lift weights, run some more miles, then come back home and shower. So now, are you doing, are you eating breakfast before you head out the door, or are you are you doing that when you get back in? Um, well, during the school months from August to June, I'm typically not eating breakfast because I'm not doing a hard effort in the morning. Most of the time, it's easy runs. I do all my hard runs after work. Now, during the summer break, I do workouts hard workouts in the morning. So in that time, I will eat before running. But on easy days, I never, I never eat anything unless I wake up feeling depleted. Mm-hmm. Hard so, days, I always so eat. You do about two a days? Two, two, yeah, two works up there? Okay. So what time, what time do you, what time is bed? Well, I try when I'm working, I try to go to sleep at least by 9.30 to 10.00. 
doesn't happen always. That's one of my weakness, sleep. Because I just, just tend to stay up doing things that <laughs> I'm doing. But yeah, I try to get in the bed <laughs> 9 30 the time. Okay. Right now, you know, I've pretty much been on summer break <laughs> since March. So I pretty much just go to sleep whenever and just wake up. Whenever. <laughs> wake up when I feel ready to run. <laughs> Feel ready to run. So, what keeps you motivated now during, with COVID and stuff? Have you, or you just continue to train as if there's a race on the horizon, or you just have you scaled back the mileage? Or, well, at first in the beginning, you know, I was having a hard time because you know I, I love to race, and that gets that gets me excited about training. So. In the beginning, I started off by doing the um, David Goggins challenge. And that's basically where you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So that was really fun. And that kind of like just jump started my training cycle. So after that, I was like fired up and ready to train as if there were going to be some races. So. Yes. So after doing that, that sparked the fire back in me. Yo, what? That sounds insane, yo. Four hours every four hours for 40 hours. Yeah. And so what was that like? Oh, it was was fun. I mean, it reminded me when I used to run the relays where you have 12 people on the team and you run a certain amount of distance and then you wait a few more hours and you run again. So it kind of reminded me of that, but this was just a extended version, just a longer time. Instead of having three legs, I had uh, a bunch of legs. (laughs) (laughs) Had a bunch of legs in there. So what was the the purpose of this? This was just a challenge to see if you... Where did he get get this thing from? Oh, I, I actually saw it on Instagram, you know, I saw who was doing it. And I mean, David Goggins was the one who created it and other people were doing it too. So I was like, you know what? It's not going to hurt right now because there aren't any races. So let's go run for um, 48, 48 miles in 48 hours or something like that. So, I mean, I just wanted to see if I could complete the challenge and I did. So mm-hmm. now, now, now I'm curious to find out like what was in his head when he was coming up with this challenge? Like, was it for a cause or did the numbers mean something specific or this was just, yeah, 24 hours, let's do it for two days, you know, 48 hours, four miles, and let's just go for it. Sure yeah, that, yeah, at the time, no, it wasn't for charity. It was just just doing it, doing something that keep myself motivated. And then afterwards, it kind of like jump-started your, um, your training? Yeah, my, my training. And- Maybe I need to do that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of those challenges out there. Some are a little bit more advanced. Mm-hmm. So did you create a challenge of your own during this, uh, during the lockdown? No, I didn't create any challenge. I mean, no, the only thing that I'm going to do that's, I guess, unusual because I didn't train for it this weekend. Um, on Saturday, I'm going to do a 50K. Mm-hmm. It's a unique format. So basically, you run 2.62 miles 
And then I can't remember how many minutes before you start the next one. I mean, I'll look at all that information later, like maybe tomorrow. <laughs> but when is the race? It's it's Saturday. Okay, um, you so I'll know all the information tomorrow. Um, but you run two point six two mile loops. I think it's like every forty minutes. So however long it takes you to finish, you subtract that from forty, and that's how much race you get before you start the next loop. So. I don't know if you really count as a 50, 50K, but a lot of people say it is. I mean, I don't know. I just feel weird stopping, you know, and waiting so many minutes to go again. So, you know, I'm doing that on Saturday. So that's pretty cool. What's the name of this race? It's called the Carolina Reaper, and it starts at 11.30 a.m. Okay. That's- you do the last loop at 7.15. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 an all day event, yo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like overbooked myself. I totally forgot about this race. And then Saturday, we're having a panel with Diverse We Run, and it starts at 7 30. So this is going to be interesting to see. Oh, wow. You're going to run right out of there and run right to the. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to run straight to my phone and, and hop on the panel. Mm-hmm. And so it's a pet. Well, um, so who's who's putting this on now? Um, it's it's by Diverse We Run. It's an account on Instagram mm-hmm. that used to promote diversity in running. It she specifically focused on bi bipoc runners, and so it's Carolyn. She's the creator of that website. I mean, of that page on Instagram, and Natalie um, from Nat Runs, and then myself. So basically, we were on a panel for Strong Runner Chicks about, I guess, two or three weeks ago. And then after we got off the panel, we had our private, our own private conversation. And we were talking about how we were so excited about that. Oh, man. We were so excited about the panel and fired up. And so we were like, why don't we do our own panel? And so that's how it mm-hmm. was. I remember you reached out to. It was like, yeah, I want to. I want to have. I want to interview you. I was like, wow, Shawana is going to be hosting shows. This is going to be so exciting. I got to get the audio. <laughs> and I, I, I figured out how to screen. I took a screenshot of re- recording of it, and then I'm clearing out my phone to make space, and I hit delete, and I deleted the episode before I posted. It was like, yes, this could have been a podcast, and. And now I don't have the episode. And so we've been trying to reconnect, I guess, since then. And uh, here we are finally sitting down and and chatting about your running journey. And now you're venturing out and you're you're sharing your your town, incorporating um, what you do, your love for running and to be able to hear from other people, which I thought was just so fascinating. You had other runners within the running community sharing their experiences of running wild black uh, in America. And I can imagine what it's like to be in the South and a black female running. So uh, what is it like for you? Well, for me, I, I personally haven't experienced anything while running per se in either Colombia or 
or Georgia, the only things that I have experienced were not doing running. Like, I remember one time when I was in college, I was called the N-word. I do not like saying that word. I was called the N-word, and I was at a party with my cross-country teammates, and they actually stood up for me and actually picked that person out of the party. And then the other incident that's not running related is when I was still in Carrollton. Carrollton, Georgia, it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like that's a hard place in certain times. But um, I was working at Crystal's and the same thing pretty much happened. And then this time the guy tried to spit at me and I moved out the way because I don't know how I would have reacted if he actually spit it on me. I probably would have jumped out the window. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are the only two things that not relate to running. But like with running, I haven't had any issues like in my face, like per se, like nobody haven't said anything or did anything crazy. Mm -hmm. But there's one incident that I think could be because I'm black. For example, as you may know, or anybody who know me, they know that I love to run a bunch of races. We can call myself a serial racer. Mm -hmm. And so I think some people here where I live now in Columbia, South Carolina, they were under the impression that I use drugs. And, you know, don't get me wrong there. I have other friends who are white and they run the same amount of races as me. And USADA, that stands for United States Doping Agency, they actually showed up to my house back in 2017 to test me for drugs because somebody repeatedly reported me to them, which was good because it let them know that I play by the rules. I'm a clean athlete. So, but unfortunately, my same friend who was running all the races with me they never showed up to her house to test her. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you share that with her or, or it was just like, was it coincidence she thought or did you ever share it with her? Did I ever share it with? Your experience with having to, um, you know, what you went through with somebody brought, accused you of, of doping. And so now the doping agency is snapping on your door. Yeah. Did you ever share that experience with her about the doping agency showing up at your door? Yeah, I have shared that before. I actually shared it on Caroline Diverse We Run mm-hmm. um, Instagram page. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just I shared it on my own Instagram page as well. Mm-hmm. No, I was talking about your friend who you said runs the same amount of miles that you run, but was white. Yeah. Did oh. you- with her? Yes. Yeah. And what was her response? Um, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'm just curious as, as if something seemed like, is it, am I imagining this? Is this in my head? Or is this just really what it is, you know, and I know you have allies and I think we need, we need, you need allies. You need, you're going to have people. I don't, I don't paint everyone with a, a, the same, you know, you're white, you're bad. 
you know, you're black, mm-hmm. you're good. It's just everybody, you know, I take everyone's an individual. You can be black and you can be a dick and you can be white and you can be a dick. You know, it's, it's you can be an awful person. It's an ignorant person. It doesn't, ignorance doesn't discriminate. You know, it, you've got somebody that, that, that may, may not agree. It just may be off. You know, so I just treat everyone as an individual. So the person that is in front of me at that moment, just like your your friends who said, who stood up for you on the track team because those are your friends and they realized that this person was being, you know, a dick or prick or whatever you want to call them. You know, he's been a jerk. So don't be a jerk. And so, you know, some people might, because you have allies, this seems unusual. And some people may say, you're right, that seems... You know, that doesn't seem normal or oh, maybe it's just a coincidence. And if you have good friends, you got good people around you, they'll bounce it off and they'll let you know, yeah, that, that seems that seems normal or it doesn't seem normal, you know. I had another friend who was a, a triathlete and she would get tested, you know. And sometimes you wonder, I don't like I didn't I, I my parents, I was mentioned in a previous interview, my parents didn't um we didn't talk about they didn't talk about race in the household. So it wasn't something that we were conscious of, um, you know, like the white man is bad and this, you know, it wasn't, they just, they migrated from Barbados and Borders here, you know, to go to school, to be able to provide us with a better life. And then they were going home. That was my father's, that was his mindset. That was his, that was his speech that he gave to us anytime we did something that was wrong. <laughs> you know, I keep playing. We, we're going to go, I brought you all here to go to school, get your education, and then going back home. And that was it. And so a man, true to his word, he went back home. So it was not something that, race was not something that was constantly like, you know, so you're on, I'm like, I'm walking around my race alert. And so, but I've realized that there are people you come in contact with and you say, you know what, this person is nice. This person is not so nice. You know, and then you have some things that are just systematic and you realize, oh, yeah, you know, somebody may not get a call back on an interview because of their first name or because of their last name or whatever. You know, they start wondering, well, oh, this person must be black. You know, I don't know. Just a rant, but you have, you have different people and you create allies and hopefully um, things will continue to get better. You know, I think about the sport um, and at your level, it, it's, it's, um, it's pretty white. Yeah. You know. It is. It's not something that, and when I think about it, it's, it's, when I say it, it's just not, it's not, I don't say it with any malice, it's just is what it is. The sport was was white, and even more women running it, you know. I had the pleasure of meeting, um, oh man, I forget her name, oh, I see her face um, in my eyes, she was running the Boston Marathon, and the guys were trying to pull her off the course. Oh, Catherine. Yeah. Sweats. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, yo, they didn't even want women running. So I'm like, what gives with, with men? I don't, I don't know. What, what do you think it is? Wait. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I guess men see women as, you know, I mean, you are a man. <laughs> I, I guess they see I'm women. a man? Oh, my God. I didn't realize. I guess they just see women as... As a person that's supposed to take care of the family, stay at home, cook your meals, you know, that thing. And and I, I just, 
I guess that's why they gave her a hard time. But, you know, now we live in a new day and a new time that women are allowed to participate in sports. So, you know, that's pretty exciting. I mean, the next thing is to try to figure out how we can get more African-Americans or Blacks to participate in the sport of distance running. I mean, me, I attribute that to my coach because on my team, we had people specializing in different events. You know, we just didn't have just a team full of Black people who were just sprinting or jumping or throwing. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for my high school coach. However, at certain schools, you know, you know, you see a Black kid and you eventually just push them towards sprints. You know, we have to get away from that type of mindset, you know, of just throwing all the black kids to sprints. And I think once we have more coaches that are willing to explore to see what a kid is actually good at, then we may have more runners that are, you know, running long distance. And then also, you know, I just use myself as an example. That's why I'm always posting because I'm hoping that Maybe some kids out there are seeing me running and thinking that, oh, wow, she's running. I can do it, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think I've, I've seen a, a, a change. So when you started wanting to to, um, to interview and speak on these panels, I was like, oh, this is, you know, th- there's, there's this evolution. There's this something different is happening here. And I I'm excited to see what uh, is going to happen next with you, Shawana. Thank you. So what is going to happen next? It's like an exclusive here. Um, <laughs> you know, before COVID, I had some really big goals for this year, but they still are some goals that I would like to achieve. Like one, I want to PR in the half. And then... You know, most people, they should know by now that I am a master's runner, and that means 40 and up. And I have a goal of trying to win a USTF road race for master's. So I had a 10K on my schedule, but, you know, COVID, cancel. Mm-hmm. So once all this COVID is over, I can go chase some USTF master's championships on the road. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm excited for you. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your day to to meet with us. I know you're still recovering from Flagstaff, out in the boondocks, enjoying <laughs> all the boondocks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we have no, we have no uh, cell phone reception. Like, oh, yeah, we was traveling to Utah then. It was crazy. We was on like the dirt road. It's on like Instagram today. It was crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate you. You enjoy the rest of your day. All right. You too, Derek. Thanks. Bye-bye.